Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi, ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, the weekly version where we're taking a look at exclusive shows on that there Disney Plus streaming service. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tanel, Griffin D-Pad. And with me, as always, is the wonderful, talented Mr. Mitch George. How you doing tonight? It's a small world after all, except that's the one we're recording next See, week. See, that's next week. <laughs> no, this week is all about that Disneyland hotel, but I'm doing good, Griffin. I hope you're well. I am doing good. You know, I sat down to watch the episodes for a recording today, and I was like, God, this just put me in a good mood. I love this series so much. Parks in general are just made in such a way that you smile when you think about them, when you're there, when you're leaving, and then you pout for months after you leave. It's a whole thing. When you get to go and then rub it in someone's face for far too many weeks on a podcast. It's going to be years at this point by the time I get to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this week, though, we're not talking about the parks. It's weird. We are. We are talking about I mean, the parks. Gently. Yeah, we're talking about the hotel, specifically the Disneyland Hotel. Dude, this is easily one of the most interesting episodes of the show. Like, just right off the bat. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, full spoilers for the episode, all previous episodes. Perfect. It's a documentary. You can't really spoil that much with a documentary. But I think, for me at least, it's interesting to see Disney give up a little control, right? Like, this is that first major venture that we see explored in this series. And obviously, there are others or other stories that we're just not privy to. But the amount of, you know, control over his brand and control over, you know, major accommodations at his resort was something that Disney, Walt Disney, that is, had to give up to the Rathers in order to have a hotel on Disney property, which is just crazy to me. Yeah, like eventually, you know, they would take over their own hotels and whatnot. And now, today, the Disneyland Hotel is wildly different. Um, you know, there's not a... The, is it the Hotel Disneyland? Oh, God. Yeah, the, that whole... That whole debacle. No, it's the Disneyland <laughs> Hotel now. Yeah. Uh, they even changed... They even changed the sign, damn it. Like... Although, I love that the new sign for the Disneyland, like, still harkens back to what Rather and Disney were able to do. Like, there's this wonderful story in the episode about them building the monorail. And, like, the only other place outside of the parks that the monorail would go was the Disneyland Hotel. And they incorporate that into, like, the new main sign for the Disneyland Hotel. It's This was this, this was an interesting episode of one that was, like, you know, we're looking at, like, the different episodes. And you got, you know, your Haunted Mansion, your Jungle Cruise. Like, the front five is really attractions-based. And then you come in with the Disneyland Hotel and just shock us with so much interesting information. It's the most interesting thing about this series is when it branches off into not being about the parks or not being about Disney did this then Disney did this. Then Disney died. And then Roy Disney did this and Roy Disney did that. And then Roy Disney died. Like there, there, there's a mythology or, or methodology, sorry, that is to the way that the parks came about, but you know, the, the hotels, the shopping, the restaurants, the limits on liquor, 
those are all things that are so fascinating to somebody who didn't know, like, honestly, growing up, living on the East Coast, you see the commercials for um, Walt Disney World. It's It seems cool. You know, the early 2000s, you get the commercials for, for Disney California Adventure. And you think, yeah, that would be neat. And then really glad my parents didn't book that trip at the time. Um, yeah. But at, at the same time, you don't get a lot of this nuance into the way this business operates. And it's such an interesting business just theme parks as as a whole like looking at things like the funk land and and other like vlog type theme park stuff and history theme park content on youtube it's so cool to see something like this that delves into the good the bad and the ugly of the way that these relationships work within the industry it's it's fascinating Mm -hmm. especially with hotels in particular like I think what I'm reali- what we're really realizing here, the back half of this series is a lot about social engineering and just what the parks do, not necessarily within rides, but what the parks do is just make guest experiences that Disney quality. And this is such a great example. Like they start the, sh- the episode off with like a lot of people's first memory of Disney is not in the parks. It's in the hotels. Like I know that, that goes for me as well. Yeah, so I mean, I've only been to Disney twice and I need to change that. But for me, the experience of going to um, Walt Disney World, at least when I was a kid, it was, you know, we, 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 we didn't stay on site. We wanted to make sure that, you know, we could budget for everything. So we stayed off property and it was fine. But going back as an adult and staying on property... My goodness, Griffin, it's it's such a different experience where, yeah, that, absolutely, it is. You arrive at the airport and Disney does everything. I know some of that's changed now, and it's unfortunate that some of those services that make the Disney hotel experience so interesting are going away. R.I.P. the Disney bus. Yeah, going to miss the Magical Express. Absolutely yeah. going to miss that. That's such a shame. Either way, though, yeah, you, you never go to the park. You go to your hotel. And yeah, like, for me, at least going back to my experience of arriving, it was, you know, your bags will be here in a couple hours. Uh, here's your room and go. And we had a park ticket that day. So we ended up just saying, all right, dropped everything off of the room, took our day bag that we had pre-packed. And we were off to Epcot to, uh, what was it? Uh, food and wine festival and use a bunch of those snack credits around the world at Epcot and had an absolute ball. And that's, that's the magic of Disney is you don't have to think about it, right? The customer experience is paramount so they make it so you don't have to worry about a lot of that stuff yeah i have so many wonderful memories along that stuff because we would do very much the same thing but like one of my most vivid memories is for us because i got to go a bunch just when i was a kid um and when you go off and you have what you refer to as your home resort uh for us it was the beach club uh in that beach club yacht club boardwalk area which is great because, you know, you can walk over to Epcot or you go into the, in the back entrance. So you're by all of the countries and whatnot. It's also where the uh, the Skyliner and yeah, the World Showcase entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, but my one of my like core memories was honestly just waiting for my dad to be done in, just checking in and whatnot. And just hanging out with a bunch of other kids watching old Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah. And it was, it's hilarious because like looking back, it was like, yeah, it was all the kids and their moms yeah. <laughs> while the dads go and check it. it. It's funny now, too, with the way that they've uh, embraced technology at the resorts and at the parks of 
if you're not an international traveler like me and have to pick things up at the front desk, you could just get a notification on your phone that this is your room and you go and that's it. And that's it's just there's something to it. There's just such an ease to it. As someone who last weekend we took a trip down to Niagara Falls, which is pretty local for us. And the hotel experience was one of the worst hotel experiences I've ever had. No on-site parking, so you had to walk from the parking... Well, first you had to find a spot in the parking complex that's shared with a casino and three other hotels. So So that was a nightmare. There was. You just had to go up to the seventh or eighth floor of this parking complex, which is fine if we hadn't already sat in our car idling for 45 minutes outside the hotel because they don't have a driveway and because their online check-in system was down, so everyone was in the hotel lobby at 4 o'clock to check in, which was a nightmare. So... You know, fast forward to trying to park and then from there having to lug all of our bags through the casino lobby, through the Hard Rock Cafe lobby into into an arcade, into an elevator lobby that went to our hotel. But when we got to that elevator lobby, two of the four elevators were down. We were standing there with other people just waiting for these elevators. People were getting in the elevators. The elevators then weren't moving. So people were freaking out and just getting out of the elevators it was a nightmare. It took us an hour and a half to check into our hotel and get to our room. That From arrival at the lobby to when we crossed the threshold into our room, it was an hour and a half. At Disney, I think it was from the airport to our room was an hour and a half total. So yeah, Disney, you have your room, you have fast passes for when you're going to be there in the parks, all of that before you even get on the plane. Less so now. Uh, Disney Genie is no longer... Um, an in advance service it's day of so you can't get yeah. those fast passes anymore unfortunately but shout out by the way to the defunct land uh fast pass i video. still need to watch it it's sitting at the top of my watch later queue on youtube i swear to god we literally just talked about this last week man it's just it's such a good documentary i don't remember if that's in the recording or not um from last week it but may or may I not recommend. have been if yeah. I'm recommending it two weeks in a row, then oh well, because it's such a goddamn good documentary. Where's um, my YouTube? Going back to the, to the actual, like, the original Disneyland Hotel, I love how much of like just the um, the glitz and glam and like the things that really made it special are just things you expect today. Like yep. one of their big things was there's a TV in every room. Well, I think part of it too was they were one of the first resorts to cater to families. Because travel was not a family thing, right? Air travel wasn't normal other than business. They went so far Tra- to even have a yeah. dentist on site. Dentist, hairdresser, ph- full pharmacy, because it's one of the only places on site that you could get liquor at the time. I love the, a lot of really that they weren't choices. allowed to, uh, just because it's Disney, they weren't allowed to have the liquor um, lo- sign up, but they were still allowed to sell it. Because yeah. like, that's the same thing in, like, in the shops and the hotels now. You can buy liquor. Oh, yeah. I think it's mostly and just beer and wine, but I, I think one well, in the parks too. you know, famously Disneyland was a dry park until Galaxy's Edge opened. Yeah, it's awesome, which uh, is only a thing at Magic Kingdom in Florida, which is interesting. All the other parks get booze wherever you want, which was great when we went because we were on the meal plan. So we got booze with every meal. I was going to say, even Magic Kingdom, some of the restaurants have booze. At Magic Kingdom, the only restaurant with booze uh, is Be Our Guest. I was going to be our guest is the one I was thinking of. But unfortunately, we went for breakfast. I have a really, I have a fun story about Be Our Guest, actually. I was able to, so for those who don't know, Be Our Guest is the Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant at Mad, uh, 
Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. It's one of the and coolest I, areas in the park. I love and it I so was, much. I was lucky enough because they're... I think it's their breakfast and lunch service are quick service, even though you have to get a sit-down reservation for them. So we were able to use our quick service dining plan to get that meal. And I was able to book that meal for the morning that I proposed to my now wife. So we went from getting engaged before the park opened because we had the reservation first thing in the morning, which was before park. So there was barely anyone in the park. Only people with reservations to be our guest were allowed in the park. Or other dining reservations, I'm sure, too. But we were only concerned about going to be our guest. So you do the whole thing. They get down on a knee. Uh, oh, I, I, so I had a note on my phone. As I passed the... We, I was too cheap and didn't get photo pass. And I really, you know, am regretting that. But I passed my phone to the, the park photographer, which I don't think they can do now because of COVID. Yeah, they don't. Or they might, they might be allowing that again now. I don't know. Either way, I passed they did my it when phone. I was there. Yeah, instead of having the camera open, I had a note open saying, I'm going to propose, take a lot of photos. So I do the whole get down on a knee, pull up the ring. My my wife is, you know, you know, shocked beyond compare. And I get my phone back with about 170 photos taken of that moment, which is just insane. And I'm so grateful to the, the PhotoPass photographer for doing that for us. But we get to the restaurant. It's beautiful. You got this great meal. I got like a... A croc, I think it was a croc madame or a croc monsieur sandwich, which is basically just a ham sandwich with uh, egg, like and cheese. egg and cheese and stuff. It, it was great. Um, but I didn't think that after proposing to, to my wife that she would be in such shock she wouldn't be able to eat. Oh, so yeah. I actually got to eat two meals at Be Our Guest, which was great. Okay, looking it up really quick because now I'm just hungry. It's essentially oh, yeah. just a ham and cheese grilled cheese. <laughs> it's a ham and cheese grilled cheese topped with some sauce or something. Yeah. And it's um, like it's yeah. French, so this bat it's the the bread is like in eggs and stuff. Yeah. It's really good. Really good sandwich. Um but yeah, the, the restaurant's great because it's one of the few places you can get booze in the park, but not at breakfast. So that was one of the few meals, like yeah. the only meals that I went without ordering alcohol on the meal plan. Because that is the way to make most, like, the best use out of the meal plan is to buy fancy drinks. Um, that was one. That and I think Casey's were the two where I wasn't able to get something, like, really fancy. Because at least in other parts in Magic Kingdom, you can get, like, a fancy, you know, non-alcoholic juice or something. Like, I remember Pecos Bills getting, um, like, a, a, a lemonade something, like a strawberry lemonade or something fancy like that. But... Yeah, it's just it's such an old timey thing to keep from serving booze in the parks. But I understand Walt's vision of wanting to this to be a place for families and you introduce alcohol and there may or may not be some, you know, big kids that don't handle it so well. Yeah, there's there's a couple of other places after just a quick look up that do end up serving alcohol now, but they're all sit down restaurants like yeah. um, Tony's Town Square Restaurant or the Liberty Tree Cap Tavern or the Crystal Palace. Which are all wonderful places. Like, definitely go check those out if you're there. Like, yeah, yeah. alcohol is just, for a while, it's just not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend that breakfast to be our guest because there's lots of fun fuming and stuff in the restaurant. It's really cool. <laughs> Bring it back to the hotels, though. One of my favorite things about this is, you know, they talk about the Disneyland Hotel for a while. But then, you know, Disney goes off and does their own thing. And they really started their hotels in Florida. They did. They um, had the room to do it. Talking about it and just like seeing the initial plans for like, oh, these are all the hotels we're gonna have, and they ended up only using like two of those. Well, even still, the 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 the, 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 the words you got are this. hard. You can do it's it. It's late. I'm tired. Um, 
the design philosophy behind the idea, like the whole ideation of building these resorts based on places people would want to vacation, but can't get there. So we'll bring that vacation experience to Florida is such a novel thing for the time. And it's something that they elaborated on further with the world showcase at Epcot of let's just bring the world here. And then people will just come to the happiest place on earth. They don't have to go to other places. They can spend all their money on Disney gift cards and stuffed animals. Yeah. To this day, I still want to stay at the Polynesian sometime because that hotel is so beautiful. Yeah. That's, I love that. that's like the top of the bucket list for me, for sure. I love that the Polynesian and I want to say the other one is contemporary. Those are the, the so those are two of the three monorail resorts in Florida. The third being the Grand Floridian. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what was talked about in the episode. Was it Grand? Yeah, Floridian the contemporary was the modular rooms and the five legged goat, and it looks yeah. like something out of a Pokemon game. Because yeah, contemporary is where that the fancy restaurant is. Um, which I love that place, and I won't tell my story again. Because <laughs> oh yeah, we lost an episode of this, by the way. Um. I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, I've, referenced it po- I've referenced Griffin it twice. I've referenced it twice. And then his computer exploded. It was great. I've referenced the dead episode twice now. So I'm just throwing it out there. I can't not reference it. Uh, but yeah, seeing those hotels and seeing how those built up. And then like Disney very much learned from what Jack Rayther did in Disneyland. They took his ideas, built on them, built up this amazing artwork and this beautiful place, the contemporary, that is essentially just a monorail station yeah. inside of a hotel. <laughs> like you stay there because it's so close to Magic Kingdom now. It's just so good. It's just so good. Everything about this is like social engineering at its finest. And it's all built on, even back when it wasn't, you know a thing talked about FOMO when it comes to Disney is real. Cause it's like, Oh, you're staying at the pop century resort. Well, I'm staying at the contemporary resort and I can just get on the monorail to go to magic kingdom or Epcot. And it takes five minutes. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, but I wasn't going to spend $5,000 on a trip <laughs> as all of these galaxies or um, galactic star cruiser videos start coming out. Oh, man, dude. No, no, dude. I'm not. I I would not pay that kind of money to stay at that hotel. I wouldn't. Well, yeah, I don't. I I'm conflicted. I am conflicted. It's two nights, Griffin. It's two nights. It's more than just the hotel, though. Like I understand. Like that's the. I understand this is very much the Disney nerd of like trusting them far more than I should. Within all of this, of like, oh yeah, if you're spending that much money, you expect a certain thing out of it. From what I'm seeing from those videos, though, it's like, it looks really, really cool. It does not look n- worth that much money, but it looks really, really, really cool. <laughs> and let's be honest, like, I'm me. I want to do anything and everything that dis- the Disney parks offer. Fair enough. Yeah. Bring it back, because we keep getting off track, as we often All we do. <laughs> do. It's interesting to me how much of Disney comes down to just showmanship. Mm-hmm. Like that's the beauty of the par- of the hotels in Disney. My dog is going crazy behind me right now. Just wants attention. He just keeps sneezing behind me. I don't know what he wants. What do you want? Come here. He wants to go him. to the Disneyland hotels when he wants. Yeah. Well, actually, did they allow dogs? I don't know if they mentioned that. Some of them might. 
Mm-hmm. I know they definitely allow service animals. Oh, they yeah, they have to. Because yeah, but yeah. I think this is really all we've got to to talk about this week. Because there really isn't a ton to talk about other than yeah, the hotels are great. This episode amazing. Unless you got more points, you want to hit? No, I I hit what I wanted to hit. Pop Century is great. Um, what? Okay, the one thing I want to ask you, we you already mentioned the Polynesian, so yeah. outside of that, what would your bucket list hotel be? Any park, anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the world. Um, selfishly, just being a Marvel tan, I would love to experience Hotel New York. I don't think I would actually stay there because you know, if I'm gonna go to, if I'm gonna go all the way over to France, I'm not gonna go stay in the American themed hotel. You know, people will, but that that's the other thing about some of those, some of the international parks is they try to do, like, they try and make it an attraction to come here and, you know, drink Manhattans and martinis and things like that. It's like, I get that stuff back home. I'm here to experience your culture, not mine. Um, like, yeah, I get enough of America as is. Yeah, I'm trying to remember mine uh, internationally. So if you can fill time, that'd be great. Yeah, I thinking about you know some of the other stuff on like in Florida in particular. I would love to go stay at the uh, the Grand Floridian. Just yeah, that, that building alone—it's just so beautiful. It is, but for me, it's a I'm, it's similar to your feeling on Hotel New York in Paris. Of that's a hotel I'd love to go to for a meal or an afternoon yeah, to I just lounge around, but not where I'd actually want to stay. Um, for me, it in Florida at least, Port Orleans is one that caught my eye when we were booking our last trip, and it seems to be a little more reasonably priced. That atmosphere seems really fun. Um, Caribbean Beach also just because it's on the Skyliner system, and I think that is a really great way to get around the parks. Yeah. Um, but internationally, I love the look. Like again, back to the idea of the grant. Actually, not like the one I'd want to stay at is uh, Hotel Miracosta. Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh yeah. Because it's a hotel that's in the park. True. And I just think that's so cool. Okay, I have a question then. Is saying the invite only Cinderella Castle's room at Magic Kingdom cheating? Yes, like my saying Walt's suite in California <laughs> is my cheating. Okay. Then the other question is Hilton Head cheating. Hilton what? Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort. Never heard of it. Okay, you gotta look this place up. It's basically just a hotel on a beach, but it's Disney, um, and it looks absolutely awesome. Oh, also, just them talking about um, Olani in this episode. I I want to go there so bad. I can't justify the price given the cost of other resorts in Hawaii and just yeah. the cost of getting from the East Coast to Hawaii. But I would love to. Just, I'd love to stay there. Yeah. Wow, this looks cool. Yeah, I don't know if I would ever stay there, but um, Riz- Disney's Riviera is also somewhat interesting to me. Mm-hmm. If for no other reason than that's the newest hotel. Like, that's Fair the enough. one they just opened, so, like, I'm kind of curious to see what the new thing is. The new shiny is always nice, that's for sure. <laughs> but, like, if I go back, I will either be hitting, I will be hitting up a uh, all-star music or all-star uh, movie. I'm telling you, Pop Century is the way to go. See, I hear that, but also I really love Art of Animation. I mean, then stay at Art of Animation. They both they share the Skyliner. <laughs> That's the Skyliner. that my my thing is the Skyliner. That makes the that makes uh, Hollywood Studio and Epcot so much more accessible for those those two, any of those resorts. Um, my wife went 
uh, I mean, as late as you possibly could, unless you're, you know, going now, which if you're choosing to go to Disney now, you're making a choice and that's fine. Um, she went in January 2020, just before the world shut down. And they stayed at Pop Century. They got to use the Skyliner. She said that was absolutely phenomenal for getting to and from the parks. It was, she said she would never want to stay somewhere that didn't have the Skyliner. That's how much it changed her stay from when we went to Pop Century, her and I, to this last trip she went on with her mom and sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think selfishly, I unabashedly will always, always love the Beach Club Yacht Club Resort. You have um, you have memories there. It totally makes sense. I've got so many memories there, but also I don't have those same memories for the Best Western and Kissimmee, which is nice. I'm <laughs> uh, kind of glad I don't fair. have those memories. Um, but yeah, like just the ability to walk to Epcot is so so great, yeah. especially after drinking around the world. Uh, let me oh, just say it's great yeah. to have that afterwards. I was gonna say yeah, um, uh, drinking around the world and getting on the Skyliner, mm, it's a mess. Or getting on that boat. Um, which the boat yeah. is one of my favorite transportations in all of Disney because yeah, it's we, hilarious we, to watch people try to figure out how to understand a boat. We loved, uh, like we walked through the whole boardwalk yacht club area and took the boat to the park and took the boat to Disney spring. And just, we did all this kind of like just walking around the property and the fact that, you know, Disneyland or Walt Disney world property in Florida. I know this is a, an episode about the Disneyland hotels. So this is the last thing I'll talk about Florida. <laughs> It's the size of San Francisco. Like this is, it is ridiculous how large this area is. And you can definitely make a day of just, you know, walking or busing between resorts or spending some time at Disney Springs. Like we took an entire day of our trip to just hang out at our hotel pool and do some shopping and get a nice meal at Disney Springs. And that's, yeah, we did the same it's thing. nice. Yeah. It's that specialness and they really do talk about it here in this episode of the Disney bubble that we yeah. keep kind of bringing up softly i'm losing words um words are hard. But like it's fine. B- being fully immersed within that experience is something really really special that they just could not do without the hotels it's it's impressive honestly and it just goes to show why disney the disney company is probably the most uh, the, the the company to aspire to when it comes to customer service Especially just the way they treat everything. Like, I have so many stories of like, oh, I accidentally left something at the hotel. And I was like, six. And it was my very, very, very special stuffed animal. I had him in two days. Like, they they overnighted it to us. Because they knew how important that was. Whereas, I remember, I left a bag of electronics at a hotel at a... We were at a like a, um, uh, it was like a recruitment event for university students up here. And I called the hotel. They're like, Oh yeah, we have it. I'm like, can, can you mail it to me? Or like, no, but I, we have I, it. it was a two hour drive away. And so the next week and I had to make the drive out to get all my stuff. Cause I couldn't go without like all my chargers and cables and various things. But yeah, I remember it just goes time... to show that Disney will go the extra mile for their customers, which is lovely. Yeah, one time I left a hat that I had bought there, and I was, like, distraught because I was super excited to have this hat. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll send it back to you. And they actually sent it with another one that had the signatures of all of, like, the Disney characters on there. So, like, when you would go and get an autograph book, I still have this hat. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, like, when we got back from our trip, we had a a couple weeks later, mind you, because, you know, international mail is hard. 
um, which is why they don't send out welcome packages and things to guests staying, staying at the Disney Resorts internationally. But it was a hand-drawn Dumbo from one of the animators at Disney. Just like, thank you for your trip. Uh, have a magical day. Disney Company signed by the, the, the artist. It was phenomenal. Yeah, the, that customer service is special. And that's as good a place today to wrap it up for this week. Otherwise, we'll sit here and talk for hours on end, just praising the customer service. It, it just feels a little preachy at that point. We gotta, we gotta yeah, cut like, it off. We're good. We've, we've, we've done enough. Y'all know we love them. This is episode seven, for God's sake. Mitch, if people wanted to know where they could keep up with us and our rants and raves, where can people find us? Rant Griffin Raves over at D plus us on Twitter. Griffin is on the internet at Griffy D pad. That's G R I F F I D P A D. And I can be found all over the place at Mr. Mitch George with social links at MitchGeorge.com. And thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify. It really helps us, us get this show out to more people. And that's the goal. We have this awesome, wonderful group of people here listening to us. Because I know we have a lot of fun getting to be positive and talk about this wonderful, wonderful show and whatnot. We want to get more people in. So please share it with your friends if you can. Share it with your grandma. Talk to your dog about it. Give them pets. Give them love. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really love happy. podcasts. I'm really happy to have my dog right now. I'm going to. You can only imagine. We're going to end this recording. Griffin's just going to go snuggle his dog for the next seven hours. Not going to lie. That's what I was doing before recording. <laughs> that's all we've got for this week. We'll see y'all next time. But until then, have a magical day.